podcast from Hope Church Gainsborough. For more information, visit www.hopechurchgainsborough.co.uk. As you know, as you've seen, it is Palm Sunday, an exciting time for us as the church in the Christian calendar as we just celebrate this special time, this Easter time. So before we dig into the word, let's just pray. Let's just bring this time to the Lord. Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you once again that we're able to just bring our praise and our worship to you today. We ask, Lord, that you are just Help us to keep our eyes fixed on you. Strengthen us, Lord, in these difficult times. We just thank you, Lord, that we are seeing that there is light at the end of the tunnel. But Father, as Christians, as your church, we have a hope that is steadfast, that is sure and that is certain. And Lord, we just pray now as we look into the word, as we just think and we celebrate this Palm Sunday together, We just pray, Lord, that you'd be with us, that you would open up our hearts and our minds, that you'd encourage us through your word. We ask these prayers in Jesus' precious name. Amen. So we're going to have a look today at Matthew chapter 21 and verse 1 through 11. And we're going to ask the question, which is my title today, who is this? Who is this? We've journeyed, as you uh, will remember, through Jesus' ministry here on earth over the past few weeks that's got us to this point then today, this pivotal day, which is Palm Sunday. Jesus, as I'm sure you'll agree, has made it quite clear who he is. He's the Messiah. He is God in flesh. But so many of the people around Jesus at this time hadn't got that truth at all. Some were expecting uh, a revelation and him to overthrow the Romans who were in power at this time. Some believed he was a prophet, while the Jewish rulers believed, well, he was a troublemaker that needed to be dealt with. We've seen so many different reactions to Jesus, but none quite so stark as in today's account. As you go through Matthew 21, and we're going to cut it short just at verse 11 today, as you read further on, which I pray you'll do, you'll see some very different reactions to this first moment that we're going to see where they shout Hosanna. As we see crowds shouting today that very phrase, Hosanna, to the son of David, we can assume that they were clear who Jesus was. Yet we'll see that they aren't sure at all. As we look through, remember this crowd goes from a cheering, celebrating, welcoming crowd to a mob who wanted blood. And we want to ask the question too today, how are we receiving Jesus? How are we receiving Jesus? Now, Pat is going to bring the word to us today, uh, Matthew chapter 21. She's going to read for us, so I'll allow her to do that and then we'll carry on. Matthew chapter 21, verses 1 through 11. When they were near Jerusalem, And when they had reached Bethphage 
at the Hill of Olives, Jesus sent on two of his disciples. Go into the, dis into the village opposite you, he said, and you will at once find a tethered donkey and a foal with her. Untie them, bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, you are to say, the master needs them and he will send them at once. This happened so that the statement made through the prophet might come true. Quote, say to the daughter of Zion, look, your king is coming to you, gentle, riding on an ass and on a colt, the foal of a beast of burden. This disciples went off and carried out Jesus' instructions. They brought the donkey and the foal. They put their cloaks on them and Jesus mounted them. The huge crowd spread their cloaks on the road while others cut down branches from the trees and spread them on the road. The crowds who were going on ahead and the crowds that followed behind kept shouting, God save David's son. God bless him who comes in the name of the Lord. Oh, send your salvation from the heights of heaven. When Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city seized with excitement. Who is this, they said. And the crowd said, this is the prophet Jesus from Nazareth in Galilee. So first off, Jesus is about to make it abundantly clear who he is. What he does is he gets two of his disciples to go and get a donkey and its colt. Jesus says to them in verse 3 of Matthew chapter 21, as Pat's just read, if anyone says anything to you, say that the Lord needs them. If anyone says anything to you, say that the Lord needs them. So he sends off the disciples to go and get this donkey and its colt. Now this very moment was to fulfil a prophecy spoken by Zechariah in chapter 9 and verse 9. And let's just read together what that says. It says, Rejoice greatly, daughter Zion. Shout, daughter Jerusalem. See, your king comes to you, righteous and victorious, lowly and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. Zechariah prophesies about this very moment. And Jesus, in his actions, then fulfills this specific prophecy. They don't get much more specific than that, do they? You see what I mean when I say Jesus is making it abundantly clear who he is. Say, see, the king is arriving on a donkey's colt. If you hear it, you'll see it. But if you don't, then it's just another moment in time. Jesus is being really clear about who he is. So now then, in this moment, in this Palm Sunday, the stage is set. Jesus is about to enter the epicentre of Judaism, Jerusalem itself. He's been preaching, he's been teaching for the last three years, some of which we've seen over the past few weeks. Remember, we've seen healings. We've seen Jesus raising people from the dead. We've seen some 33 miracles to this point. And crucially, though, putting all that to one side, we've seen Jesus 
Say, son, your sins are forgiven. Jesus has forgiven sin. And rightly, the question was posed to him, only God can forgive sin. And that is true. Only God can forgive sin. Jesus has not hidden who he is at all. In fact, it's been made really, really clear that he is God in flesh. So in this moment, as he rides into Jerusalem, the very epicentre, as I say, of Judaism, you would expect a triumphant entry. That, that is, I mean, it's written. It's got to happen. I mean, I'd have perhaps gone for a, a stallion, a, a horse of, of, you know, of good stature, um, or perhaps even, you know, a, a, a big um, caravan of camels. I'd have gone big, you know. But that's not what Jesus is doing. Jesus is showing that he is gentle, that he's meek, that he's not here for war on people. He's here for war on something very different. Remember, his mission is salvation for all who would accept him as their saviour. Not rebellion and not war in this moment. Oh, now don't get me wrong. God waged war on sin and evil against the enemy and his schemes. Yet victory in this moment wasn't going to be for Jerusalem only, but it was going to be for all humanity. In this moment, as we're going to see over this next week, what's called the Passion Week, we're going to see that God has waged war against evil. He's waged war against the curse of sin and death. And he is going to come out the other end victorious because I've got news for you, church, today. My God does not lose. Amen. He does not lose. John 3 and verse 16 and also verse 17 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him would not perish, but would have everlasting life. 17 says, God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Church, that's the good news about Jesus Christ. That's who he is. That church is who we are celebrating today. We are celebrating that God has won, that he sent his son into the world, not to condemn the world, but to save the world through him, to give us an opportunity at life. That's why we're here today. That's why we get up on a Sunday morning and we come together around his word at church. Yes, things are different now and we're coming together later on in the day, but it makes no difference whatsoever. We will worship him. We will bring our praise and our adoration to him. Why? Because he didn't send his son into the world to condemn the world. He sent his son into the world to save us through him. Church, that is good news. That is worth celebrating. And that's what we're doing right now. This moment, church, isn't just in this instance for now. In fact, God is focused on eternity. That bigger picture is in play. 
So he rides, Jesus rides into Jerusalem. The crowds are huge. They place their cloaks on the road. They place palm branches on the floor so the donkey can walk on. They wave palm branches. They're shouting Hosanna to the son of David. Read verse 9 with me. Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest heavens. Hosanna translates God save us. God save us. You can only think then with this declaration that there must have been some in the crowd that had an inkling as to who Jesus really was. There must have been some in the crowd that got it or was it just hype in this moment that they shout Hosanna God save us. Was it just that moment? You know, I'm not even sure that his disciples fully grasped who Jesus was at this point. There's been declaration. Peter's made that clear. But also, Peter, well, there's an instance that's about to happen. You see, in the moment, it, it, it would be so difficult, wouldn't it? It would be so hard to grasp what's going on, so tough to understand for his disciples to think that Jesus is riding into Jerusalem, not to take over and overthrow the Romans now in this moment, as many Jews believed he would do. But actually, Jesus is riding into Jerusalem so that he can go to a cross, so that he will be crucified. In this moment, it would be impossible to understand. You know, we often, as, as people, go, Jesus, if I could just see you for a moment, it would be so easier, so much easier, sorry, to, to just grasp and understand. It would be so much clearer for me. Yet we see, don't we, as we're going to see with Peter, Peter did see Jesus. Peter walked and he talked with him. Yet Peter denies Jesus, not once, not twice, but three times. Like, I don't even know him. <laughs> I don't know who you're on about. And you see, we think, well, it'd be easier to see. But actually, church, we've got the whole picture. History records for us in and out of scripture. They could see him, but they couldn't see who he was. We can't see him, but we see clearly who he is. We can't take for granted in these moments that we live in, in 2021, we can't take for granted what we've been given in the very word of God, scripture. The Bible tells us all scripture is God breathed and useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting and training in righteousness. 2 Timothy 3.16. As you go on and see that, you see that this is the very word of God. That is, he worked through those that would write it, that we then get to see this whole picture of this Messiah who loves us. This God who has given his best for us in the Lord Jesus Christ. We get to see all of that and we get to piece it together and say, OK, there's only one conclusion. That's my prayer, that you would see that conclusion is very clear. The truth, church, is in our hands, but we have to read it. So all of this evidence, all of this in this moment, this praise and this worship, as we see in verse 10, then we get this pivotal question all of that praise all of that worship listen verse 10 when Jesus entered Jerusalem the whole city was stirred and asked who is this who is this that is a pivotal question and determines your future 
You see, some could say, well, he's a good man. Others might say in this moment, as we go on in verse 11, that he's a prophet from Nazareth in Galilee. Some would declare as they shouted, God save us, that he is the Messiah. Some in this moment, as we'll go on and see, if you carry on and continue reading from verse 12, they'll say he's a con man. He's trouble. He's a liar. The question is for you. Today, on this Palm Sunday, who is this? I would ask you, have you been listening? Have we not seen together as we've gone through the word over these past weeks? Verse 11, the reply to that question from the crowds is this. Listen, the crowds answered, this is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth in Galilee. A total miss. They almost thought they got it. But this is why the crowds turn from a crowd that welcomes a coming king to a crowd that desires blood because they hadn't grasped who Jesus was. The question remains, who is this? The answer should have been, as we've seen over these past weeks, this is Jesus Christ, the Son of God, God in flesh. He has come to deal with our sin. He's come to deal with our shame. And he has come to set us free from the bondage of sin and the slavery of it to give us life eternal through his sacrifice on the cross that we're going to see over these next few days is about to happen. So my question to you today is how will you receive him? How will you receive him? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you once again for your word. Father, for your encouragement, for your blessing. Lord, as the crowds here shouted Hosanna to the son of David, Father, our prayer today as a church, that as your gospel is preached, that Father, as your word goes out, that people would shout, God, save me. They would understand today clearly through your word who the Lord Jesus Christ is. Father, that he is God in flesh, that God, you came down in human form to deal with sin that we couldn't deal with. To deal with it once and for all on that cross. Father, as you bore our sin and our shame, Father, there you gave up your spirit. You died in our place. But Father, too, as we're going to celebrate together on Easter morning, that the grave could not hold the very author of life. And that, Father God, that you raised your son, the Lord Jesus Christ, back to life. And we celebrate together that sin and death have been defeated. And Father, the question 
And I pray that you will just sit it on hearts heavy today. How will we receive you? My prayer, Lord, is that we will receive you with open arms, that we will be grateful for all that you've done for us, Father, that we would say sorry for our sin and we would ask you into our lives. Bless us now and we pray as we continue in our worship together. We ask these prayers in Jesus' precious name. Amen. This has been a podcast by Hope Church Gainsborough. For more information, visit www.hopechurchgainsborough.co.uk.